Sinatra, a Mistro Bean Hazarta. A day to fear now. Give me the power I face of you. Awake! You are all going to die tonight. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Read it. Hello, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. We are trying something new. After speaking with Kim uh, for my top 10, it really made me realize that I miss talking to Kim. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, knowing that we had a movie coming up that was very, very interesting to the two of us, we decided we're going to have one-off episodes on Don't Read the Latin called Femisodes, uh, where we discuss movies that um, spark something in us that spark a discussion. So this is going to be very, very spoiler heavy. Um, and we're always going to, you know, say the name in the title of the episode. Um, so with these Femisodes, if you do not want spoilers, watch the movie first. So hello, I am Jennifer Lovely and welcome my beautiful guest. Hello, I'm Kim Douthit and I am so thrilled to be back here. (sighs) So my only regret with this is we are doing Promising Young Woman, which only came out on VOD last night. Um, I tried to get the uh, the early release streamer on Thursday, yeah. and I had never signed up for it, so it just did not work, mm. because I would have loved a little more time to process this movie. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad I've had a day, because I have to say, yesterday, uh, I was emotionally hungover. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I got out of bed, and I'm like, I don't feel better. I don't, yeah. I don't feel better. <laughs> So what was nice is I was able to watch it last night, which um, unfortunately is my my husband's birthday yesterday. So it was his birthday. It was his birthday. And he, um, after a 16 month notice, got laid off yesterday. And then we followed it up with watching Promising Young Woman on his birthday. I don't know that that was a good birthday present for him in any way, shape or form. Um, But it also led to a lot of interesting conversations. So, Kim, what is your initial take? On promising young woman. Oh, because um, there's some fucking layers. <laughs> there are some layers, and in fact, I did a I did a write up for City of Geek I for saw it, that. and even then, because I I was messaging with Bob, who who was one of my mm-hmm. my City of Geekers, and I was like, I don't know if I'm emotionally okay to write something, and and he was just like, just just try to do it. Yeah. And trying, even as I was trying to do my write up, I was like, I don't. Because I feel this way, but then also then I feel this way, and then as I think about this, I start to feel this um i will say i i think it's an important movie i i would even go as far as to say that like i liked it from an entertaining sense to a point yeah and yeah (laughs) so here is my overarching glossing commentary on promising young woman Mm -hmm is having watched it last night and then having kind of whipped through it really quickly on key scenes. Mm -hmm. um, There 
honestly feels like nothing was wasted. Nothing wasn't deliberate yes. in this movie. Um, one of my favorite things with this movie, number and, and the casting on everything is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, I pretty much loved everybody's uh, input onto this movie mm-hmm. and their acting in the movie and and everything with it. Um including the music. I uh, it, it, it I loved the fact that everything was this very shiny girly pop. Yeah. Because there are so many times when that kind of when women music and girl music mm-hmm. is is put down for being without merit and value. Mm-hmm. And to see it used in this movie that was so gutting yes. made it even better. I loved that a Paris Hilton song was used. <laughs> that yeah. scene. I mean, that that scene on on second viewing is kind of heartbreaking. Um, but there, there again, the, uh, Paris Hilton being another person who was misused by the media was misused by the media and and mm-hmm. and by a man in her life, mm-hmm. um, and violated really like yeah. uh and and became a joke became a punchline yeah. yeah there that is one of the things that really is it it so thoroughly talked about how these things very easily become punchlines laughing stocks <sighs> a point of derision mm-hmm. that it, it just made those all things very clear. Um, I read an, a really interesting, there's a couple of screenshots that I took because I read a, so I think, I think a lot of, so, okay. Um, the basic gist, and the thing is, is, is we are totally misled by this, by the trailer for this oh, yeah. film because you are, it is your impression that it was Casey who who was raped in, in, in I guess I always thought it was a friend because of the Okay. The there's the picture at one point of the two girls. Of the two okay. girls and then the scene where she's like you got to let it go. I'm okay. Always and I, my me. brain just washed that away. Yeah, I I think I I always thought it was about a friend, but it was ambiguous to me as to how like that was the friend raped was the friend raped and murdered was did the friend disappear did she like there was there was the specifics were ambiguous mm-hmm. but i did always think it was about a friend um yeah yeah but the yeah. the tone of the film um it toys with you because yeah. the tone changes and like that um yeah like it it, <laughs> well, it flips so quickly yeah. Uh in a way that that's jarring and in a way that again I think um it keeps you deliberately uh, <laughs> off balance. Yeah. yeah. Um so the basic gist of this film is two girls are in medical school together. Uh one of the girls is raped. Um they both leave medical By school. By classmate. By a classmate in their room mm-hmm. with witnesses. With witnesses at a party, yeah. At a party. Um, it is it is kind of um, told early on that they did their best to bring it to 
they brought it to the dean. They did everything in their power. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. They both left school. In that time since her passing, uh, since that time, uh, the the girl who was raped was has died. The and, the, and Kate, it's it's alluded. It's never flat out said how she died. You're left to sort of assume that she committed suicide. That she committed suicide. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, her friend Casey has. In a lot of ways, and in in the ways that, like, <laughs> abuse can halt everything in your life, abuse has halted everything in Casey's life. Yeah. And she's working at a coffee shop, living with her parents, and for funsies, uh, goes out to bars and appears falling down drunk so that nice guys, in quotation marks, can take her home and do what a lot of fucking nice guys, nice guys in quotation marks do. Um, and it wraps around to the original story of her dealing with the people that uh, she had been in college with, had been in middle school with, and then ends up finding out that the rapist who had been living um, overseas, mm-hmm. had been living in Europe, has moved back. And so there is a romance um uh, blended in the middle of this of someone that had known her in medical school uh, that is also part of this story and it has a very and it wraps up to this horrifying conclusion that I think both of us kind of have trouble with yeah so um. a couple of a couple of things I wanted to talk about with even the opening <laughs> the even the opening of these like doltish men bumping and grinding at this sad sack strip club work party <laughs> thing. And then the conversation at the bar. And, yeah. and the thing is that that fucking killed me with every single step of this film is I don't know about you, but I have been I have been privy to all of these fucking conversations. Okay. I have heard them. And I have been in those situations where nice guys, while we've been on dates have have pushed these things um yeah so uh, anyway the one well, and, and i will say i did appreciate and this was done throughout the film um the the way that women are often sexualized by dancing and that, <laughs> all that yeah it was it was what i loved about it is that the the camera work was the same but these guys don't look sexy ever they look like no. assholes yes <laughs> and I, that is something I appreciated so, so, so much that that turning the tables on this idea of and even this idea of the men thinking like, I'm so hot. I'm so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm so hot. And you're like, no, you're not. You look like an ass. The conversation of the three guys at the thing where they're they're talking about a woman they work with because mm-hmm. they are obviously lawyers who is pissed that they're being stifled in their career because the um they're they're bringing clients to a golf club that doesn't allow women to play because those do still exist. Yes, yeah. and and like, well, she just needs to fucking get over it. And there's just it's just like there's just time after time after time. A thing that um that brought to mind was um uh and I, I saw because I work I work for a very large conglomerate that sells things on the internet. I wonder what it could be. And um. One of the things that they do is they host these, um, they call them fishbowls, where they interview people. And it could be politicians, p- 
people who write books, musicians, but they um, actually spoke to, um, uh, um, why is my brain? Uh, the 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 author of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, um, uh, Atwood. Um, uh, yeah, Margaret, Margaret Atwood. Atwood. And um, one of the things that she mentioned was she made it a rule in writing the book, Handmaid's Tale, that she didn't include anything being done to women that hadn't actually happened somewhere and had been done. And oh. so as you're watching all of these things with this movie is it's really striking me that anybody who's out there sitting there saying that, well, that seems a little far fetched. That seems a little far reaching. All of these things are things that have happened. Oh yeah. And you know, and this isn't something a claim that, um, that the director, uh, Emerald, uh, Emerald, um, Fennell has said, but it's the fact that all of this is, has been experienced <laughs> by women somewhere. <laughs> well, and not even out there experiences like, Everything yeah. there, the, I like. I thought my head was going to come off from nodding so hard at times. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yep, I've been in that situation. Yep, that's oh my god. What was, what was the other one? I remember seeing a tweet that a woman was complaining. Well, if that sexual assault, then every woman I've known has been sexually assaulted. And it, it was like, "Honey, you're so close to getting that. Yep. Like, stretch a little bit further, and you might understand." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, I want to talk a little bit more. A lot of what I think I think the impetus for for this movie was the Brock Turner um, assault of uh, it's uh, Chanel. Oh yes, because she Miller she wrote a fabulous book actually about yeah everything. I haven't read it. It's it's but I've, I've, very good. Yeah, yeah, uh, because I do not. I absolutely do not want to be one of those people. And the thing is, is I've caught myself doing this, and I think I did it in the top ten episode where I like I was like, oh yeah, that person, and I didn't have their name, and it makes me angry when people don't say women's names or they they um, hold them up as uh, their existence compared to the men that are in their lives. Mm, so mm-hmm. um, Brock Miller's rape of Chanel, or no, Brock Turner's rape of Chanel Miller and the handling of the judge who said, you know, well, I don't want to punish him too severely because it was just, you know, a one-time offense of someone who's never done anything wrong before. And he's such a promising young man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Uh- <laughs> I mean, oh. I mean, like, I, I sometimes feel bad for some of my male friends. Not too bad, mm-hmm. though, because, mm-hmm. yeah, because um, I'll go off on tangents or rants. And it's like, and, yeah. and, and, and they're nodding along. They're like, no, 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 we agree. I'm like, I hear that you agree. I know you're not one of them, but also I still want to punch your balls. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think a big conclusion that we, so I, I had a, I had a huge moment of regret. So a couple of months ago, I had my kiddo on the podcast and who is only now getting into horror. And we watched the new Black Christmas from 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually cut something from the episode that I had. I, I absolutely ranted. I ranted because one of my biggest issues and things that really made me was like this, this is what fucking happens. This is what fucking makes me angry was Helena's character in Black Christmas. Um, the the girl who gives all of the basically totems to the men. The men yeah, the- who says, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of like this fight of, of being feminist? Like we should just stand behind our men. And then they fucking basically 
throw her off the pier. They like they, they, they like fuck her over too because yeah. there are always these women in stories like this that are equally complicit. And and that's the thing that really like I feel like Melania this Trump. movie <laughs> Oh my god, those fucking 45% of white women who voted for Trump. Um <laughs> This movie shines the light on the fucking nice guys to the point where Cassie sits there and says I'm so fucking sick of that term and it makes me so fucking angry. Yeah. But also it highlights she gets back together with a friend of hers. Is it Madeline? Oh, um who, Allison Bree's character. Yes. yes who and yeah. who who, wit, who who knew of it, who knew what happened. Cuz everybody did. Cuz everybody did. Who had a copy of the video to where mm-hmm. um, Cassie, the main character, who has had this burgeoning relationship with this guy that she'd gone to middle school school to find out as she sees the video of her friend's rape that he was there. Yeah. And the thing that just, I, oh, I feel like I'm ranting. I feel like I'm not getting enough of you. <laughs> but I mean, the, it's, it's, you know, it's all valid, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that really is, the thing that really fucking gets me with this movie is how much it understands of, of the societal leaning against women yeah. in these situations. Um, and, and here is, I, I saw a really good, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, that, okay, so both of our issue, it, it well, okay, so the girl knew that this video had been shared, didn't bring anything forward, and actually fesses to having laughed yeah. at it. Thinking it was Because funny. ha ha. Yeah. And knowing this, not standing behind her friend and blaming her friend for having gotten drunk. And if you're a party girl, that's just what's going to happen to you. Like, you don't get to have sex with someone and then, like, complain about it the next day. And how much of – this movie shines this big fucking spotlight on – the societal shift that needs to happen and what's wrong with the world right now. Because so – a issue that Kim and I think both have with this movie is is the ending. I have a lot of conflicting thoughts and feelings on the ending. Yeah. So a, a really good thing that I saw in this Vox article was um, Ca- Cassie. <laughs> it's it's like John dies at the end. Cassie dies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, seeing Cassie's death made me realize what writer director Emerald Rennell had been up to or Fennell, had been up to all along. She was forcing us to see how thoroughly the point of view of guys like Al has suffused our pop culture. Yeah. Like, like it's their viewpoint that hones everything on how women are treated in these circumstances and how the stories are told. Yeah. You know, it's the stripper death at a bachelor party mm-hmm. is a fucking punchline. It's a trope, yeah. And, Yeah. <laughs> One and and it's funny because I think I think I said this in my write up that like I did take a little bit of an issue and I understand why but I did take a little bit of an issue that we were all that the person to me that did get kind of lost in this was Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim had a theory that the reason why we never focus on Nina and I don't know how I feel about it was she is the every girl she's the every woman right. And so as long as we don't show her, she's all of us. Which is which is an interesting way to look at it. I think be, as a genre fan who is often, you know, I, I rape revenge stories tend to go one of two ways. You either have the don't spit on your grave or the revenge way where it's the woman mm-hmm. who was wronged or it's 
the man, it's the husband, father, brother, fiance, boyfriend, who is going out to get retribution on his his girl. So I appreciate Go ahead. Well, I, I appreciate that um that the person going off, you know, was 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 a woman and, and was a woman who who has again that solidarity of we've all experienced stuff to some level and in the end becomes a victim of the very of the same system even more so um yeah but i i do feel like if you're telling a story like this having even as an in place of an every woman we've, we've never acknowledged nina's pain we never acknowledged yes. what nina went through yes. we've never acknowledged nina's suffering yes. except of how it impacted cassie yes and and which which I get too is some of this is, you know, Cassie goes down this Cassie, I don't want to say lets it run her life, but she does let what happens. But to she Nina does run her life, yeah. and yeah. and I, and even even Nina's mom is begging her to go. heal and move forward mm-hmm. because because it's she's attempting to keep everybody in her pain with her. Yeah. And that's not any better. No. Because that's no way to live. And ultimately, Mm -mm. she doesn't. But she doesn't. But she doesn't. And I think I looked at, I looked at Jim after the movie ended and I said, I hate that in order to take them out, Cassie had to be a hand grenade that killed them or that, that ended their opportunities that ended. Like, I hate that because you, I mean, you really see as she's going up to the bachelor party, which which ends her life, that she hides her keys yeah. like it. And, and the thing is, there's so much there's so much with this movie where you get to see how like. <laughs> like I cried because Cassie is very obviously brilliant. Mm-hmm. She is always prepared for every circumstance. And with the ending of this film, you see that she was very prepared to have it go the way that she wanted and walk away, but also very prepared for this to be. And, and that, that was just, that was just one of the paths that this could take. It wasn't good or bad. It was just one of the possibilities. And she was very willing to be that tool that took everybody down. Like that upset me. (laughs) Well, it, it upset me because how often as women, is, is that what we have to do? We feel like we're the only one who can do this and and we have to prepare for anything that might happen, even the worst possible things. And we have to be the ones that are ready to We can't to live and that. grow after these, after these instances because, <laughs> because we're not allowed to. Not allowed to. It, it, <laughs> and even a female filmmaker makes a movie where the woman isn't allowed to be successful, and I, and I see why. Yeah, but I'm angry. I see that, why. That, that but I'm why. angry. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because in in those like 15 because it's there's still it's like the last 15 minutes of the movie basically is is you know she the tables get turned she gets killed in a lingering fashion. Yeah, and yeah. and which again, which is very honest about the way that it takes to 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 smother or strangle somebody. It is not a quick process it's not. and it's and it also and it's very deliberate somebody doesn't slip and trip and fall and accidentally smother somebody to death no. like you, you've got to understand it, takes, it takes yeah it takes time. and the fact that he continued to do it 
that it yeah. wasn't he he in a burst of adrenaline because she had handcuffed him to the bed and he thought she was going to carve Nina's name all over his body. He had a moment yeah. of holy crap. He got free. He got her off of him. And it was an, a reflex. He could have gotten off. He could have yes. gotten himself. You know, he could have taken the pillow off. He could have gotten himself free. He could have gotten her arrested because technically yeah. she assaulted him. Yeah. But instead, he keeps going until yeah. she's dead. She's dead. And then, and then the wrap up of the friend coming and going, and <laughs> it kills me. The least to toxic mas masculine response of it, like he's hugging him and comforting him and telling yeah. him, "This isn't your fault." Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know. Maybe if you two hugged each other a little <laughs> bit more outside of like fucking sexually assaulting and murdering women, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't be in the in the sad fucking sorts you are right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, like it. The it it is kind of funny that when they because they burn her body, they they dispose of her body. The best man helps <sighs> helps them burn the body, and the looks on their faces where they just look so destroyed and just like, oh man, it's a bummer. It had to come to this. And there's this level of ridiculous, um, and you go through like because I was I was so mad. I was mad. I was mad. I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. And then. You see, there's moments. There's, you know, police get called because she's missing. The yeah. boyfriend. Um, so I will say. <laughs> and this is this is like, I don't know if this is what's wrong with me or the world or something. I am so much angrier at her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I am so much angrier at Ryan, I think Ryan, his name was. Yeah. Bo Burnham, who plays him, is great, too. Because the way, the way, and he and, 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 and uh, Allison Bree's character are like, no, we totally don't remember that. Oh, wait, here's, here's all the details that? of it. How do you forget because, that? Because you don't talk about shit like that. That's how you can get through that is if you just pack it away and pretend it never exists until some, and that's a total narcissist behavior of like, no, it didn't happen that way. I don't know what you're talking about. And when you quote back to them and they're like, well, yeah, I guess that's what happened. If you're going to be a fucking bitch about it. But the fact of when the cops yeah. came to him, like he never stops. He has the opportunity. Trying to yes. He has an opportunity to redeem himself in some way. Anything. By saying, any I know yeah. where she went that night. She went here and here's why. Yeah. And he didn't. And he didn't. He still covered his own fucking ass. Yep. Um, <laughs> and it made me, I hated him. I hated him. I hated him so yeah. much because he is that, like, they want to talk about the fucking nice guys. But I will say, like, along with, like, the Meredith character of being just, watch me fucking just totally be misnaming her. And, <laughs> and it's not Meredith. But Madison. the one scene Madison. that really fucked, Madison, mm -hmm. the one thing that fucking got me is when she goes to uh, the Dean. Oh, Yes, um, uh, Connie. That Burton's whole character. meeting. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, after dropping her daughter off. Yes. That entire scene of like, you know, oh my God. It, and it's just that mentality of it's, it's the, you know, well, oh, of that justification of like, well, that's what happens to shitty girls. Mm -hmm. Well, but, but not my daughter. Not my daughter. <sighs> um, well, and it's funny because the the character who, weirdly enough, you have you have a, a 
kind of great moment with the, the one male character is um, outside of her dad, who, you know, I love Clancy Brown. So I, he's so he's so bumbling in this. So bumbling. It's just so endearing, endearingly, bumblingly dad. Uh, but the lawyer. Yeah. Alfred Molina is fucking amazing. Oh. And and the fact that he's had an entire he's just had a, an absolute fucking breakdown over the damage that he acknowledges he did. Yeah. And that she was, I love that she was very, very sent. Like she, like that's, that's the thing. It just, it, it crushes me. Like of her potential being wasted on destroying these fucking terrible men yeah. that don't even deserve that much of her energy. No. Like because of the, the, just all of the work that she does to be prepared for everything yeah. of like what she could have accomplished in her life. But like it, and it, it, at the end of this, like I know, she, I know she has done exactly as she wanted, but it makes me angry because Casey deserved better. It's, it's. I think what I get kind of caught in is that there's the half of me that's like, yes, you need to move Destroy on. Destroy them. Can't, you can't live like this. But also, for so many women, it is not possible for them to move on, or there, or there, there, no. there's so much has happened. And they're so broken emotionally that they yeah. that they can't. And so to see someone, again, as you say, who has so much potential, who is so smart and a promising young woman. <laughs> yeah. Um I I I I do think like I appreciated that, you know, she she arranges to have the video that had been delivered to her by by Madison, by Alison Bree's character, um, given to the lawyer. The lawyer who had represented the the student, um, the the student too, who was played by uh, oh Piz from Veronica Mars, right? <laughs> I always think of him as yeah, um, and I'm, I'm I need to look up his name because I'm completely forgetting it. Um, but who plays again? All of these male actors are are play traditionally like nice guys, you know? Yeah. Um. So, but those are the. Those are yeah. those are the well because the thing is and that's what's so maddening is because they don't think they're not nice guys and that's nope. that's what's so hard to combat against is that yeah. even as 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 Al the the student even as she gets there as the stripper and she's leading him upstairs for a private lap dance and he's just like I love my girlfriend I love my girlfriend I love my you know I don't I'm not that kind yeah. of guy I'm not that kind of guy because he really does not think Thanks. yeah he's that type of guy but. She, but yet he is. He is. And, and the same with her boyfriend. You know, I think that's why it gets me so much with, with, with Ryan. Is that because how many times have we have we met someone where we think maybe there is a good one? Maybe yeah. maybe it's okay. The one that the one that also really pissed me off is the one guy who she takes home or he goes she goes home with him and he's doing all the coke and he's trying to get her to do coke. Mm. And and he wakes her up when she passes yeah. out because he doesn't like he can justify sexually assaulting her if she's awake, if she's awake. and not kind of able to stop him, yeah. but can't like that's just the line too far to have sex with her while she's unconscious. Because while she's unconscious would be wrong, but if she's still awake, awake, then okay. Oh my god, my my other favorite moment. Um, and I talk about these being favorite moments in in a totally like dripping in sarcasm. But um, when she gets caught by Ryan at the club, walking the gut, walking out with the guy, the black guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 she very apparently isn't drunk. And then he runs away from her, going, "Oh God, what does he say?" He says, "Why do you always have to? Why do women have to ruin, ruin everything?" everything. Yeah. 
<laughs> After telling her she's not even that hot or something. Like, you're not even that yeah. hot. She's like, oh, honey, you're not exactly a catch yourself. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, no, it's, it. I will say, um, I, I, one, one point that made me realize that I'm not the age who identifies with the really young woman anymore <laughs> is where I was watching her mother's anger at her, like, just having given up on everything mm. and like her mom trying to draw her back to having a birthday mm-hmm. of moving on with her life by buying her her, birth- <laughs> her birthday suitcase. <laughs> um, having been a mom now who knows something's wrong, mm-hmm. who knows something is upsetting my child and I'm doing everything in my power to open up lines of communication and form a connection with my child to try and help them or try and heal them or try and find some way to help them past a pain that they're feeling. The powerlessness of that is fucking horrible. And I felt so much sympathy for the yeah. mom I, you know, the mom and dad are, were so like, oh, my God, their house, like everything. They were just so that mildly affluent, <laughs> boring, milk toast kind mm-hmm. of parents in their strange home <laughs> with their like, it's just, it was so funny because there was, it was just beautiful, but like the pain that you repeatedly saw and the dad tried to be like everything's fine everything's fine and like her she's like get your hand off of me as he's trying to pat her back and tell her everything's going to be fine and she's looking at her daughter saying everything's not fine try stop trying to make me pretend like this is okay broke my heart what (laughs) hit a little just too close to home lately it it also it's just that like um which also Jennifer Coolidge, who I, I did not register with me initially, was playing the mom. So it's like, why to hear a voice? Yeah, the, it's. But when I first looked at her with the brown hair, and I was just like, who yeah. is that? Who is that? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, but also I think the 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 mindset of which I, I feel like I still go through this angst. But like, when do you, when does your kid become an adult? When do you become an adult? Yeah. Like, I don't feel like an yeah. adult and I'm, I don't know, 20. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little older than that. But it, it's, you know, it's, I feel like we've been fed this lie that, that at some point you do become an adult and, and. And that it, and that it feels natural and normal. Yes. Where so much of the time it doesn't. No. Yeah. And, um. And there's this fine line because it's like something I've witnessed, especially with my husband and his parents, where they like pushed him like he was living with them for a while. And they were like, well, we just see, want to see you move out and and be an adult and flourish on your own. But then as soon as he did, they were like, but you're not here doing things for us. When are yeah. you going to come back and take care of this list of tasks that I have mm-hmm. for you? So it's this balancing act of like. I still want to be able to treat you as a child, yeah. but I want you not to be my pain in the ass kid who's mm-hmm. here at my house all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to win with that. Yeah. Well, I think there's a little element of the baby boomers to that too. Like, yeah. and, and her parents probably yeah. would have been that kind of line between baby boomer and, and early Gen X. So in that yeah. weird sort of in between, um, 
the same way that I guess technically Cassie would be a millennial, technically. Yeah, she's thirty. Yeah. So. Oh, so not even technically. That makes her a millennial. Yeah, because the the birthday the birthday was her thirtieth birthday. That's right. That's right. Um. So, yeah, I. You know what? I very much had. I'm kind of going to give my my final my final thoughts on this. I have issue with the story arc. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I think everything is beautifully done. I'm happily going to buy it um, when it comes out oh, yeah. because I want to support it. I want to own it. Yeah. Um, it's beautifully and masterfully done. I think the director is just making a different point than I would like her to make, and that's not—that's not my call. No, it's not—it's not, it's not her know, fault that I wanted things to end other than how they did. <laughs> because we look at f- fucking society, we want it to end differently than it's ending yes. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and and if we're going to be shining this on a light of this needs to be a societal change, like a big conversation I had with um, my husband today was society needs to change. It's understanding of consent. Yeah. And and it's a conversation that I've always taught my kid that even when they were little, like, um, like when their grandparents would come and they'd like tickle. And I'm like, you need to know that the moment Tekla says stop, you stop. You stop. Like you don't push any further. Yeah. Like if, if you're, you know, physically contacting Tekla and says, Tekla says stop. And it was a conversation. I had to have a consent conversation with, with my parents because they'd pulled Tekla onto their lap and, and Tekla was like, please let me go. And they were like, well, no. And I'm like, yes, now. Yeah. Because I said grooming children to ignore how they feel and what they want in order to please adults mm-hmm. is a terrible lesson to teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it is a change that society needs to have that unless you get enthusiastic consent, it's not fucking consent. Yeah. You know, it's the tea conversation. Can a drunk person, mm-hmm. you know, can can a, can a, a unconscious person drink tea? No, yeah. then they cannot consent to drinking tea. Um, that it needs to be that understanding. We need to start prosecuting of like, what did the woman do? You know, I had an argument with a high school teacher because there was a, a Kennedy nephew that had raped a girl. And my oh, teacher yeah. was arguing with me. Um, well, but she had touched him and they had started having sex. And I was like, I had to be like, no, but the moment she says no, it's fucking rape. Or anyone and, says and like, no. No, it's fucking rape. Yeah. yeah. You know, or please stop. <sighs> a whole bunch of people are watching what's the new the new sexy show. Oh, the Bridgerton um, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like people are not acknowledging that that is assault when, you know, he wants to stop the intercourse and she does not let him. Um, there needs to be a change in, in, you know, but there's so many men that as soon as you start talking about, you know, it's a conversation I, I, I had with you pre-recording is that's part of, I remember there were a couple of sexual assaults because like the the end of my marriage was 2015 mm-hmm. and so we had 2012 was the Stubbington mm-hmm. assaults mm-hmm. where they they shared it on um social, social media. media yeah the the video of which they only served two years uh two years and let's see two years and a couple one got a little bit more mm-hmm. Um, but still, and then, you know, and then when was Brock? We crossed Brock 2015. So, but anyways, I'm having a bunch of conversations about sexual assault. And he and he was like, well, you know, well, we need to talk about all the men who get falsely accused. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that, I'm looking that, at my, that is, my list of them. Um, all, all like two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the course of history. Um, and, 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 you know, it's like voter it was fraud. Like, well, it's like voter fraud. It doesn't actually fucking it, exist. If, if and it exists, it's it's such a tiny margin that to even it, acknowledge... Like, it's infinitesimal yeah. and inconsequential. And usually found out very quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, until like the mentality um, and this mentality being pushed by men and women changes. And and I think I think Emerald's Emerald Fennell, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Her stance is we need to look at this 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 snow globe inside that create that this rape culture mm-hmm. and this is this is how we have to view this because this is how society exists right now and i get it but i don't like it it makes me angry yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i wanted i wanted the same feeling i have at the end of midsummer i wanted that yes! same feeling at the end is of is that this. too much to ask i wanted to set feel, the fucking bear on fire yeah, i want and i wanted to feel i wanted it to be cathartic i wanted it to be i wanted to feel happy like yeah you got yours because yep in the end he does get his he gets arrested for cassie's murder but we have to lose cassie in order to have that. yeah so it's it, it is it's not a full to me, win <laughs> no and 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 a lot of the ways i kind of wish that there had been a test screening that allowed her to see like we have enough of those movies it's kind of like the ending of get out the original ending of get, I- oh, get out yeah. had him being arrested yeah. like and we don't need that anymore like we don't need to see that because that happens all the time like we didn't need to see cassie being the tool at the loss of her yeah. um because for me too that ended up being the issue became more not more but equally about how the quest for revenge is never going to end well and i don't know if that's the message she really and i i I, at least i haven't seen that in any of the the interviews yeah that that being a primary point because that was a big takeaway for me too is that like it's the it's the dig two graves thing like if you go out searching for revenge you you know dig two graves because it's the count of monte cristo and I, I feel like I got really hung up on that. That yeah. this is a tale of if you try to seek revenge, revenge leads nowhere. And that's not really the takeaway I feel like I should have. No. Um, I did. And I wanted to watch this and feel, yeah, exactly as you. I wanted to watch it and feel vigilant and 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 empowered. Yeah. And I don't know if empowered is the right word. And, and plus empowered is just such a tainted word at this point but i i Um, wanted to feel i wanted uh, i wanted this to feel triumphant in some way that's what i was searching for yeah i didn't feel triumphant i felt yeah this is what has to happen in order to to actually get change is that we're we more women will die yeah and where, yes, realistically, that is true. But I don't need to go to a movie for that. But, like, I needed a win. I needed more of a win. I needed yeah. a win because yeah. 2020, and I, I realized this movie was made before everything. So they, but emotionally, I needed something different at the ending. And where, yeah, I get it. I get it. And I, I don't even say, like isn't the right word. And that I liked it more when it finally finished. Like I, I understand it. I understand why. Um, I, but I, it's like I, I get it, but I'm not happy about it because I needed yeah. something to feel more. 
triumphant about. I needed, I needed yeah. that right now. In yeah. in we didn't yeah. we didn't need this. Re- I, yeah, I I feel like we just didn't need this moment replayed for us because this is our reality. This is our reality, and I wanted a little bit of fantasy. I think. Yeah. I wanted that little touch of fantasy of we can do this and not, well, yeah. <laughs> and also yeah. all men suck because even the ones you think <laughs> are nice and cute and awesome aren't. So fuck it. So yeah, no, uh, this movie left me. And the thing that makes me sad is, is it hopefully told exactly the story she wanted to. Yeah. It just wasn't the story I wanted. And it, it does make me sad because in so many ways, it was just so perfectly done. Yeah. I I think, like, I think I wanted this to be another movie that was in my rotation of, like, I, I watch Midsummer. I'm having a bad day. I want to watch this yeah. again. Yeah. And instead, yeah. it's like I told my sister-in-law I'd watch this with her before it come out. And now I'm like, okay, I need to brace. I also don't know if my sister-in-law's going to like it now. Yeah. Um, and that's. I find myself, I find myself watching The Hunt. I, I, um, like I fast forward hunt. through bits of it. Yeah. Um, I love I love watching Crystal just beat the shit out of people. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep watching Midsummer over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, what I will say is going forward that um, I absolutely want to talk to you when when movies like this come up, or even better if we find older movies um, that that make us have our feelings mm-hmm. and then we will talk about our feelings. I like talking about my feelings. I have a lot of so look to <laughs> So look to future uh, episodes of Femisodes um, with me and Kim and don't read the Latin listeners. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Mm. So, don't read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com on Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at Facebook.com slash Don't Read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>